0: was really interesting about the twindemic now we move on to the juicy part the scary part so here's um our last subject of the night this one is skinwalker scary stories (laughs) okay so i'm gonna start it off um you know we're getting close to uh, um october and october you know We we love us some scary movies over here. Not not just scary, but horror movies, and you know I I'll go one further and say uh, I like snuff films, and um, you know I I guess some people would call it torture porn, but you know I would pretty much prefer to watch you know like uh, faces of death type of films, you know. Cartel videos. Yeah. Oh, that those. Yeah, especially when they torture people in in real life, you know. But um. So anyways, so uh. Uh I want to start off my first uh let me see if I can get at least three stories in under 10 minutes. Um So going back to what um I was going to talk about earlier um when me and uh, Navo Pedro before we started uh I we took a break before we talked about um uh, Beijing Benali and his thing with the marijuana. I went back to the house, I cooked something real quick, made some fajitas and um well, generic fajitas with cheese and so, me and Navo Pedro, we ate real quick, and then, uh, the bomb. yeah, oh, thanks, and then, um, then uh, we were, I was, I was waiting for Navo Pedro to finish eating, then my mom's sitting there, and, you know, because right now it's nighttime, and we're doing our Hogan session again, and um, <laughs> my mom, uh, she was, she was sitting there, she was doing her crossword puzzle, then she turns around, and she goes, uh, you know, I was talking to Navo Pedro, she goes, do you hear any noise at night? You know, and he's like, um, yeah, sometimes. And she goes, oh, there, there's a whistle, and you know, so and so said they saw a skinwalker over here, and now and then, you know, something was crawling around on this way, that way, you know, just kind of putting everybody's story together. And after she had really gotten into the subject matter, and she was just telling, because Navo Pedro was talking about uh, um, some, excuse me, some noises that he heard. So my mom really built it up and hyped it up and got us in like that scared mode. And then she's like, "All right, well, good night." <laughs> she's all like, right be, safe "Be safe, yeah." And it's just—it's just so funny. That's all. It's kind of like, uh, kind of how quirky that crazy little lady can be sometimes. You know, she can. Sometimes she can get on your nerves, but other times she, when she busts out the Skinwalker stories, you think, "Oh man, you know, she's got some really kick-ass stories," which she does. But then. After a while, you know, she'll just cut it off quickly, you know, like, well, you're on your own now, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully she don't scare the crap out of you, you know, Um, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that runs through our blood. I'm pretty sure um, Navo Pedro is the same way, you know, Uh, but here's something I've discovered about native elders when it comes to horror movies. For some reason, they're more drawn and attracted to werewolves. Man, my mom loves that um Silver Bullet uh, with Gary Busey. Uh she likes that um oh what was that movie called? Um Oh boy, it was it was just oh The Howling. And um well my mom's pretty much like into the old school stuff. Um she did watch the Wolfman, like the old 1940, 1930 version. Um she was you know, she watched it, she was like intrigued and impressed. Then the other one she likes is like uh, Skinwalkers, um, as we said in episode, what was it, six? We're talking about the documentaries, and one of them was um, the Revenge of Coyote Jack and Witches of Navajo Country. Damn, my mom will just sit there and watch the whole damn thing, you know? She's just like mesmerized, and that's what I kind of noticed about some of these uh, these Navajos. They they love uh, werewolf type creatures, and then the other movie my mom likes is. Um, Jeepers Creepers 2. I don't know what it is about that movie. Maybe it's the corn. I don't know. Maybe maybe she saw something like that when she was younger. I don't know. I never really asked her why she likes Jeepers Creepers. Oh, I, yeah, I did. Uh, she just told me that she just likes that movie. So, <laughs> you know, she'll so she'll put down her sewing or her crossword puzzle just to watch Jeepers Creepers 2. The first one, I think she watched a few times. The third one, she is really into it, but something about the second one and then my dad when he was alive oh man that dude just loved the missing so much about you know with tommy lee jones and where he's he's trying to help his uh daughter find that one um her daughter so he's trying to help look for his granddaughter that was abducted by these um by this skinwalker who works with these uh white people and uh these other natives and they sell these um they abduct these girls and sell them to the Mexicans and you know it was like an old western movie so anyways uh so you know my dad just kept watching that over and over and, over and 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 over um but pretty much you know that's where i guess i get my love of um horror movies from i thought it was from my brothers but i guess it was actually my parents they're secreted horror horror fans maybe <laughs> And um so anyways so let me get back to my my story. Um okay, the one I wanted to tell it was um it was um there's these two old men. This is what my brother was telling me. Um I don't know if how, how true this was, but uh back in the early 1900s or late 1800s there was this Navajo family. This guy and his wife were living together and I guess one one afternoon or one day um, his buddy and his wife they showed up, and you know they were having a you know having a just chill day I guess. Then the ladies told them to go take the uh water barrels to the well and get some water and bring it back so these guys they loaded up the wagon they they had, i think they had two horses, and so they set off on their journey they took off and they were they were um they went to the well and they got some water. But then the horse started to get spooked, you know, the horses actually, and they started kind of freaking out like, what's going on? Well, what is that? You know, and so they did notice that there was a presence in that, that canyon where they were looking, where they were getting some, uh, where they were getting some water. So then, you know, then that eerie feeling crept over them saying, you know, you guys, I mean, they, they were trying to get out of there. So, what ended up happening was, I think they saw, like, a, a figure crawling on the rocks. So, they freaked out, and they were like, you know, so, uh, well, anyways, so they started to leave, and then, um, I think that's when they noticed that, that creature crawling on the rocks. And then, um, so they kind of got the horse, because the, horse, the horses were feeling skittish, so they're kind of, like, trying to get them to trot, trying to get, and the sun started going down. That was the other thing. The sun started to drop, and then um, as they were going, you know, the horses got really scared because the horses knew something was following them. So they looked back, and there was that creature, or was a, it, um, it was like a, I don't know, it was like a humanoid form, but it was it was it was walking towards them. While the horses were trotting, so they kind of start picking up speed. Then they noticed that thing slowly started to run, boom, 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 and then the two old men—they got so scared, they—you know—obviously they didn't have a weapon, so they made the horses. You know, they've got them in the full gallop, you know, and the horses took off, and this thing was running after them. And then, um, so what ended up happening was, they, they—they uh, they were getting close to the house, and um, I guess those two old ladies you know they heard, they heard all this commotion of the guys yelling and stuff like that and um then those ladies saw that thing running towards their their husbands and it jumped and it jumped and it leapt inside the the wagon and it grabbed those two guys and it it jumped back out and it took off and the horses came back with the water barrels and the ladies never found their husbands so uh, you know, that that's just a really interesting story. Uh and um and then let me tell another one. Uh this one is about this family. Um they were sleeping no, this actually happened. So this one for real. I, I know is for real. So the the matriarch of the family, the mother, ah, I don't know remember how many kids that she had. I think she had like nine. And a couple of them were sleeping inside the Hogan and this is on the reservation in New Mexico. Um and so, she was laying in the back of the truck with her kids. So, this is like back in the 70s, I think it was. And the oldest daughter was, you know, laying by her mom, I guess. And um, she kind of heard, like, I guess she just woke up in the middle of the night. And um, suddenly, she saw two ears from behind a truck bed. It kind of went down. And she freaked the hell out. And... And then, um, oh, what was it? Oh, and then I guess she's, then that's when she noticed that there was two clawed hands that were holding onto the tailgate, and they let go, so the fingers had to rise up to let go of the tailgate, and it went down. And man, she got so freaking scared, and she she started yelling, you know, Ma, look, there's something right there. And, um, I guess it crawled underneath the truck. But then the dogs they started barking, and they realized it was under the truck. So, um, so they all started yelling, and the kids they woke up, and inside the Hogan, the two older boys, I guess they, you know, they just happened to have a, some rifles, and they came they came running out, and what they what they all swear to this day, if if you ask them is that this black figure came running out of the truck it just shot out so fast it ran west towards the uh, sheep corral and it made this giant leap over the sheep corral landed behind the sheep shed and disappeared and they all ran over there and you know the sons they were trying to shoot it but it was just too fast and they the next morning they never found like no footprints no tracks or nothing so that was um that was something that actually happened and um and my other skinwalker story was um oh boy man they're starting to pile into my head now so I'll just make this one real quick because I, I want to hear what Navo Pedro has to add. But um uh, frickin' dogs over here. COVID what are you doing? You crazy old bastard. So anyways so here's my last story for you know a little Halloween teaser. Um, there was a family. I, I think that was here in Arizona. I don't, I don't remember which community it was, but there was somebody coming around, and they were, you know, uh, obviously a skinwalker was coming around and you know messing with this family. So what ended up happening was these guys they couldn't take it no more. So what they did was they said, "All right, tonight we're gonna all dress in black." Excuse me. We we're gonna we're all we're all gonna dress in black. We're gonna hide under these um, black blankets, and we're gonna hang out by the uh, the hogun to see, you know, see if we can catch anything. So this is the way the story was told to me. So then later on that night, uh, I don't know after midnight or sometime. Sure enough, here comes a skinwalker. It was it was moving around. It it, um, it was looking through the window, but these guys were quiet and they were silent and they had guns. So the guns were already cocked and loaded, and um, so when the skinwalker came around, the Hogan, came to the front door from the north side, and it was it was you know jiggling the door lock and scratching at the door because it figured you know it could sense that there was somebody around, but it didn't know those guys were hidden right outside in these black blankets that they that they disguise so well. So the skinwalker was was was, scratching at the door and trying to. Get in and make noise. Then finally, when the when the skinwalker was distracted, one of them got up real quick and he tackled the skinwalker by the legs. And the other ones they ran over there and they, they jumped on it. And when they um, when they when they dog the skinwalker, it was a it was a young lady, and um, and oh uh, I forgot how the story ends, but they caught her and I think they identified her as someone within the community, someone who wasn't really related, but that's how they busted her and, um, and that's how they caught her and, um, I, damn, I really thought I remember how the the story ended, but anyways, that, that's one of them. So, you know, that was kind of anticlimactic, sorry about that, but, (laughs) so now, alrighty, um, I'll go ahead and let Navajo Pedro go, but at the same time, just remember, you know, we're going to start getting into more stories as time goes on, as we get closer to Halloween. And hopefully by the time Halloween comes around, we'll tell our best stories. All right, Navajo Pedro, get ready to take it away.
1: Well, um, well, your mom, you know what I mean? She did really get into it, and I saw the passion in her story and the way she was really amped up about it, you know what I mean? She's like, yeah, did heard hear that? And she, then she told us a few stories too, or she told us a story, and that was a pretty crazy story. I never heard a story like that, and it was really, you know what I mean? She was really into it, very climactic, and very, you know what I mean? I got into it, and then after that, like, she said, after, I was, my eyes were just wide listening, and then she's like, alright, be safe, Good night." So, I was like, <laughs> "Oh." what can I stay with you <laughs> no but I was, but yeah that was um that was a really interesting story but um I see I heard one the one you were telling me reminded me of an older um a story that I heard before too and this happened in a hogan and we're in a hogan and it's night and but your hogan's closed on top you know in most hogan's they have that square um hole for the chimney to go through smoke but yeah that was that kind of hogan and um basically it was a like a skylight skylight or something you know what i mean and you could see stars and everything because it's just a triangle or a square and then the chimney ran through that or if they had no chimney smoke would go through that but um this um this one uh person i know she told she told a story and uh, her kids told me this but um Yeah, i guess one night she was sleeping in the old hogan like that and then she said she looked up at um that um that square opening up there on top of the hogan and uh she said the first thing she saw was just two ears basically just pop up like bunny ears but big ones and she said it just started getting longer and longer and all of a sudden she could see a head that those ears were attached to and she said that it just Basically, like, your story, she said, she could see, like, it was ready to come in, you know what I mean? It just it just got, you could tell it was ready to come in, because it was just, its head was going in, then all of a sudden its body, and it was just ready to crawl in, basically, and I forgot what she said she did, um, she didn't uh, wake anyone. She, I remember she said she prayed, and I think she looked back up, and the more she prayed, the more it kind of, like, subsided to the point where she's closed her eyes and just prayed hard and... I don't know, but basically, I don't know, she's basically, I guess, just bracing herself and just... But then she said when she was done praying, she said she just looked up and... She saw the tip of the ears going down and... She's heard it scramble off and jump. Boom! Big thud and run off, you know, and... You know, that kind of... You know, just that story you told, you know what I mean? And this is basically... This is a true story, too, so... You know, I mean, that kind of... Two coincidence, coincidences like that, you know, that... Make too much sense, you know, I mean, that... And so, basically, it could have been the same thing, and... That'll, um, also lead to another story that, um... I'm pretty sure, um... Uh, I'll take this one from my brother, I'm pretty sure you won't mind, is... You know, after, um... We're coming back from Phoenix... With, um... My brother-in-law and we're drinking on the way back, and you know it was chill all the way back till we got to exit three-three-three. I swear, probably about three miles away from it, we just started arguing and we started fighting each other. He was in the front, I was in the back, and then as we pull off into the bridge, our our brother-in-law kept trying to calm us down, but we wouldn't. And also, my brother tried to bust his his window with his elbow and. My brother-in-law got tired of it, and he dropped us off right there on that bridge, and, you know, me and my brother, um, you know, he just left us, and he went, he just went home, and we're on the bridge, and, you know, I was still heated, so I just tackled him, we started fighting again on the bridge, and, yeah, um, and then after that fight, we, he went his own way, which was back home towards, um, you know. Go. He started walking towards uh, Lee's Liquor, and me. I had my own story. I was just on the bridge and did something stupid. I'll tell you that later, but um, way later. But um, basically, this is about him and his journey back because um, because uh, when he started walking back, he said that because he was still buzzed, he was pissed, he was heated, but then he says walking, but he kept hearing shuffling like, and another one, and. it just seemed to be following him but whatever it was was just jumping from bush to bush basically and you know it just got to the point where he kept hearing it then he was being still fueled on that fire water you know and he was just pissed and he just called out whatever it was he's all where the fuck you are he's like stand up here fucking show yourself and he's just cursing and just you know and then he saw all of a sudden he said he saw those two ears you know he said those two ears just popped up from that bush. And then he said, All of a sudden it stood up and he said it was tall, man. Like that bush it was it was hiding and it was kind of small. And he said, It was crazy how crouched it must have been to hide behind that. Also, when it stood up, it was tall, man. And, and yeah, he said that, um, he, he said it was basically the best way he put it was kind of like wily e. Coyote ears, or like Wiley e. Coyote, basically, look like that. Um, he said it was all black and he said that he said that he started talking more shit to it and he said that when he was doing that he said he noticed another rustling and I guess, um, on the other side of the road there was another one that eventually I guess stood up and started walking towards him. And that's when um a ride pulled up, I guess. So it was some lady he said and he stopped her ride and he ran in front of the ride, stopped her and, and then um he got then she um, he ran to passenger side, let himself in. Then she said, like, "What? what's wrong? We are you in a hurry for? And all my brothers said, was, Skinwalkers. Then she saw Skinwalkers? Ah! <laughs> I, just, I just drove off with him, and that's how he got home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so that's a third story I can say with that scene. You know what I mean? So it's out there, you know, whatever this bunny ear thing is you know what i mean it's out there and i've heard more than a few other stories that pertain to that as well and not only that but then also i also hear people saying some people saying that um i don't know if you heard it too mateo like how they seem to look like kangaroos i don't yeah. know if you ever No, you ever no I, I
0: just hear you say
1: that yeah but um yeah there's some people that usually see it too that for some reason like the things that they see the Yankees they see seem to look like kangaroos and I think out there in white there's a person I know that told me that they said some of the Yankees out there look, to, look like kangaroos because they hop on rooftops and whatnot like that with the ease and um uh, one time I was watching this animated cartoon I think it was um Horton Here's a Who and a person I was watching it with they looked at it and there's a, car- there's a kangaroo character in there and First thing they saw when they saw it, kangaroos, said, oh, they're "Oh, draw, draw Yanny." Young, know I mean? like so the first thing they said when they saw it was like Yanny, and huh? I didn't tell that person, you know, I mean, about anything about kangaroo stories, or anything. But they just said it, and it's kind of like, it's like, huh? You know I me, mean? like it's weird when you hear more things from other people. You know I me, mean? you don't tell me anything about it, and you just know how that these things are out there and just how they look. You know what I mean? And shape shifting, you know, and that they do do that. You know what I mean? And it's just crazy that you know I me mean, that. They can actually, I guess, the kangaroo and maybe a coyote or Bugs Bunny or something, young. Know? But, alright, and you did three, so I'm do uno más story, so. Let see, um, let's see, let's see. Well, let me see. My, I'm pretty sure my other brother won't mind too, because he's the one that told the story, but we were all there, though. Um, I was there, my younger or my. Other, my two older brother were there, my cousin, and my, or actually three of my other cousins. And, you know, we slept in the middle room and we always kept the window cracked open in the evening time or at nights too because it was hot in the summer. And we just leave the window open all night and we didn't think much about it, you know, I mean we did it all the time. And there's always a bunch of us all grouped in there, you know, I mean, like, like immigrants probably, you know, we I mean, were all <laughs> spread out and everything. We're all, like, um, my brother was sleeping on the top, my older brother, oldest brother was sleep on top bunk, and I believe by himself, and then the bottom was my, um, little, my little cousin and my, um, other cousin, and I was sleeping on the ground and with my brother and my other cousin, and, um, yeah, but I guess, um, uh, my... My brother said that he was asleep all of a sudden, he said he heard one of my little cousins start crying, and he was probably the youngest one there too, and he said he heard him crying, then he said he just, he said before he could react, look down, or ask him what was wrong, he said he, before he could even open his eyes and do that, he said all of a sudden he just felt something breathe on him, and he could hear it. Just like breathing on him he could feel that hot air just going on him and say it just froze he didn't want to open his eyes or anything and he said say it just stayed like that for a while all of a sudden he said my um, cousin younger cousin started crying down the bottom that's when that thing left I guess and um, he got spooked by that or something because after that he said it just jumped right off and it I guess it just hopped down then just hopped right out the window and as it hopped out the window he he said that it banged its, um, it banged on our trailer all the way around one time and left. And I just remember waking up because my brother jumping out of bed and just turn on lights and running into my mom's room and saying, "Mom, mom!" And yeah, and you know, I mean, just that's what I remember about that. You know, and that's his story about what happened. And I just remember waking up to all the hectic chaos after that, like, I guess as soon as he unfroze and heard that after I was done banging all the way around. And I guess when he went there and woke up my mom and, um, you know, the, the thing, uh, we looked at the tracks the next day, you know, and the weird thing about the tracks was that, um, you know, it, uh, the footprints were actually like about at least four or five feet away. About four feet away, I believe. Three or four feet away. But anyways, it just showed that whatever was there, you know what I mean? And he said it banged all the way across the trailer, you know? And just thinking about it, what it was is pretty tripped out, you know what I mean? And best thing that comes to mind could be something like a orangutan's the only thing I can think about that could jump like that and then all that. But bang its arms around because the arms are so long that can bang that far away. You know, an average human reach would probably be about, what do say, like two and a half feet or something? Yeah yeah but then this thing like i said it was about three or four straight up like it was footprints were way back and it was about like human footprints kind of but smaller and but you know what i mean just looking back at it now i'm thinking about it just creeps me out you know what I mean like what the fuck was it you know and mm-hmm. jumped down and just banged and being that far away from the trailer and banging all the way across like his long ass arms you know like it's like freddy krueger status you know he I can come at you in the alley with <laughs> long ass arms or like your mom standing in the silhouette and scared us both things of me. Even though I was looking at her it still scared me the way you reactors reacted, it's like, oh, oh it's a good scare though, but hopefully you enjoyed that story. That's all I have to say about that.